Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah Wa man yudlil falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أيها المسلمون عباد الله إن من العقائد المهمة في هذا الدين عقيدة الولاء والبراء أيها المسلمون indeed from the most important aspects of عقيده of belief and our creed is the عقيده of الولاء والبراء is the عقيده of amity and enmity or our allegiance and disavowalments in our creed al-muwalat lil-mu'mineen wal-mu'adat lil-kafireen it's that we have our allegiance towards the muslimin and the mu'mineen and our disallegiance or the disavowalment of the disbelievers or the kafireen an ibn abbasin radiyallahu anhuma an nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal awthaqa ura al-iman الموالات في الله والمعادات في الله والحب في الله والبغض في الله رواه الطبراني وصححه الالباني ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما he narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that the strongest grasp of iman and from this point alone we learn that this is a matter of belief this is a matter of iman it's not from the branch issues of the Sharia, it's a matter of our aqeedah and our belief. He said from the strongest grasp or handholds of Iman is al-muwalatu fillah wal-mu'adatu fillah. Is that we have our allegiances for the sake of Allah and our disallegiance for the sake of Allah. Wal-hubbu fillah wal-bughdu fillah. And that we love for the sake of Allah and we hate for the sake of Allah. This is a part of our Iman. This is an integral part of the belief of every Muslim. In fact, in another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man ahabba lillah, wa abghada lillah, wa a'ta lillah, wa man'a lillah, faqad istakmal al-iman. Rawahu Ahmad. He said, whomsoever loves for the sake of Allah, and he hates for the sake of Allah, and he gives and he withholds for the sake of Allah, then this person has completed his iman. فَقَدْ إِسْتَكْمَلَ الْإِيمَانِ Which means our iman will never be complete. Our iman can never be complete until we fulfill this part of our, of our belief. 
Al-wala Which is our allegiances Our amity Our friendships Our love Our assistance Our honor Is for the mu'mineen Zahiran wa batinan In the open and in secret Our wala Is for the muslimin Wal bara' And the opposite Our enmity Our distancing Our hatred Is for the kafirin For they are the true enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And this is a sign from the signs of our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Our love for the anbiya And our love for the mu'mineen Ibadallah The Muslim puts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first He puts the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first And therefore his allegiance and his love is always for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first. Many of us, we can claim our love for Allah. Our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how true is our claims? From the signs of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that the slave puts what Allah loves first and foremost. Before his hawa, before his nafs, Before his own opinions, before his own inclinations, it's what Allah wants first. When there's any contradiction between what he wants or what his nafs is inclined towards and what Allah wants, he puts what Allah wants first. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah At-Tawbah, Ya ayywa alladheena amanu, la tattakhidu abaakum wa ikhwanakum awliyaa in istahabbu al-kufra ala al-eeman. O you who believe, do not take your parents and siblings as awliya, as friends, as allies, as protectors. If they choose disbelief over belief, if they have chosen disbelief, whether it's your parents or your siblings, the ayah is very explicit. And if this is what they have chosen, they do not take them as your awliya. وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّهُمْ مِنْكُمْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ Allah then says, whoever of you does so, then they are the true wrongdoers. They are the true ظالمون. And then Allah said, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اِقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّصُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الْفَاسِقِينَ Allah then said, If your parents and children and siblings and spouses and extended family and the wealth that you have acquired and the trade you fear will decline and the homes you cherish, if all of these things are more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger, and jihad in his way, then wait, فَتَرَبَّصُوا Then wait until Allah brings about his instruction. Wait until Allah brings about his will. For Allah does not guide the rebellious people. These ayat are stern warnings that even when it comes to the closest of people towards us, our allegiance is still not unto them, it's unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For our love for Allah comes first. Our allegiance towards Allah comes first. And from the signs of 
truly loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that the slave, the abd, he loves what Allah loves. He loves what Allah loves and he hates what Allah hates. He loves Tawheed. For this is the most beloved thing to Allah. And he hates shirk and disbelief. For this is the most hated thing unto Allah. He loves the people of the Salihin, the Anbiya, the Messengers, the Sahaba, the Tabi'un, the scholars of the Ummah. Any righteous Muslim, he loves them for the sake of Allah. For they are the ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. And he hates, hates the people of Kufr. He hates the people of disbelief. He hates people of sin and innovation and shirk. For these are things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates. This is a sign that we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah azza wa jal, in Surah An-Nisa, He says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, la tattakhidhu al-kafirina awliyaa min duni al-mu'mineen. Aturiduna an taj'alu lillahi alaykum sultanan mubina. O believers, do not take disbelievers as allies. Do not take them as your awliya, your friends and your protectors and your loved ones over the believers or instead of the believers. Would you like to give Allah solid proof against yourselves? Would you want to give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala evidence against yourself? For this is a sign of our destruction. This is a call from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards the mu'mineen not to take the disbelievers as awliya in any way in any form of wilayah in any form of love or protection la bil mahabbah wa bil munasarah not by loving them nor by helping and assisting them especially against the muslimun for they are the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also informs us that this is the way of the munafiqeen as Allah says also in Surah An-Nisa, Give good news or glad tidings of a painful punishment to the munafiqeen. They are those who chose disbelievers or who choose disbelievers as allies instead of the believers. Allah then says, do they seek honor and power through that company? Are they looking for izzah through the disbelievers? Are they looking for victory or honor or glory through the disbelievers? Surely all honor and power and glory belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ummah will lose its victory. It will lose its strength. It will lose all of its honor the day that we turn away from the kitab and the sunnah. The day that we look for honor with the disbelievers and the, the people who are known as enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Ya ayyuhal amanu, la tattakhidhu al-yahuda wal-nasara awliya, ba'aduhum awliya ba'd. O believers, take neither Jews nor Christians as your awliya. As your guardians, your protectors, your friends, your allies. They are guardians of each other. They are protectors and helpers of each other. But whoever does so will be counted as one of them. Subhanallah. Allah Azza wa says, whoever does this, 
and he turns unto them, seeking an wilayah out of love, looking for assistance, guardianship, protection, friendship. Whoever does this will be counted as one of them. Surely Allah does not guide the wrongdoing people. Ibadallah, the ulama of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah have mentioned that when it comes to the issue of al-wala' or this amity towards the disbelievers, this allegiance with the disbelievers, then the scholars have mentioned that this is at least of two types. At-tawalli wal-muwalat. At-tawalli is the first type. At-tawalli is loving shirk and kufr and its people. Is that you happy with them? You happy with their belief? You have no issues that they say Isa is the son of Allah. You have no issues that they worship the dead. You have no issues that they go to the graves and seek help from the dead. This is shirk and loving shirk. Not being opposed to shirk. This is tawalli. Or it's a form of aiding the disbelievers over the believers. Where we help and assist kuffar to become victorious over Muslims. Like in the case of jihad for example. Or we become pleased with this when they defeat the Muslimun. This is tawalli. And the ruling of tawalli is kufr. That any person who falls into tawalli has disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger. That's what the ayah said that we just quoted. That whoever has this allegiance towards them, he is counted as one of them. He is counted as one of them. So this is the more extreme form of al-wala towards the disbelievers. The second form is what we call al-muwalah. Al-muwalah means friendship or bondship or love or relationship for the sake of the dunya. For the sake of the dunya. This is what is known as al-muwalah. But it does not entail helping people, helping disbelievers over the Muslims. It does not entail being happy with them or their shirk and their kufr. It's a form of loving them because of their worldly achievements. Like people will love soccer players, rugby players, cricket players. Why? Because he's the best football player on the face of this earth. He plays for my team. And because my team, he's the, he's the goal scorer. I love him. If somebody speaks bad about him, I'm going to defend his honor and his reputation. If somebody speaks bad about certain rugby player, I'll be the first to defend his honor. That same person says something bad about Sahabi. About an Imam of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, and we quiet. Where is Awala? Is it for the Kuffar? Is it for the Muslimun? This is the question we need to ask ourselves. And this is the danger of sport, of watching sport. One of the fitan, the fitness, the pitfalls of sport in general is that we become attached to Kuffar and we glorify Kuffar. Our children will come into the masjid, stand in the row of the masjid with a kafir's name on his back. With a kafir's number on his back, representing kufr and the kuffar. Wallahu musta'an. Muwalah is loving them for the sake of this dunya. And this is a major sin from the major sins. It's not a form of kufr, but it's a major sin. Wa na'udhu billah. Allah Azza wa Jal says, 
in the ayah number one of Surah Mumtahina. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, la tattakhidu aduwi wa aduwakum awliyaa atulquna ilayhim bilmawaddah wa qad kafaru bima jaakum minal haq. Oh, you who believe. And how many ayats we already quoted? We Allah has addressed, oh believers, oh believers, oh believers, do not take them as your allies. Do not take them as your lovers, as your protectors, as your, as your friends. Here's another example. Do not take aduwi, my enemies, and your enemies, wa'aduwakum, awliya, as your trusted allies, as your friends, as your protectors. Tulquna ilayhim bilmawaddah. Whilst you show them love and affection, mawadda. Even though they deny what has come to you of the truth. Even though they've disbelieved in what has come to you of the haqq. This is their nature. Allah says, do not take them as your allies. And do not show them that affection and mawadda. That love, that glorification. Like what is done as example we mentioned with sportsmen. This ayah was, has a sabab al-nuzul. There was an incident that happened when this ayah was revealed. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam decided to invade Makkah, after the Quraysh, the pagans of Makkah, had broke the treaty, the Prophet then decided it's time that we go invade and we'll conquer Makkah. When he decided this, he said and he made a dua, Allahumma ammi alayhim khabarana. Oh Allah, keep our information, our news concealed from them. Which means this was a secret amongst the Muslims. This is an attack, a surprise attack. When this happened, there was a man by the name of Hatib. Hatib, he wrote a letter in secret. And he sent it with a woman to Mecca. Give this to the kuffar of Mecca, telling them what's going to happen. Telling them that there's a surprise attack going to come from the Muslims from Medina. When this happened, Allah Azza wa Jal informed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about this. And so he sent out some riders to find this woman. They found this woman and they said to her, give us the letter. She said, I have no letter with me. She, he said, give us the letter or we'll strip you of your clothes and find the letter. She took out the letter. And they returned to the Prophet sallallahu with this letter. The letter was addressed from Hatib to the pagans of the Makkah to say, the Muslims are coming and they're going to attack you. So it was intercepted. And through this we know that Allah azza wa accepted the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the Prophet said to him, Ya Hatib, ma hadha? Ya Hatib, what's this? What's this letter that you sent? So he said, oh Allah's messenger, do not make a hasty decision about me. I was a person, not from the Quraysh, but I was an ally to them. He did business with the Quraysh's in Mecca. And all the Muhajirun that's here, they have family and, and friends who will protect their families in Mecca. That if you're going to conquer Mecca, then the family of the Muhajirun will protect the rest of their families where they are to leave behind. So I wanted to do this as a favor to my family because I have no family who can protect them in Mecca. So this was, this letter was a form of finding some protection from the Quraysh for his family. This was why he did what he did. 
And the Prophet said, Innahu sadaqakum. He spoke in the truth. This was his intention. It was not to give victory. It was not to assist the disbelievers over the Muslims. It was done to protect his family. Notice the difference. We said tawalli is to assist the disbelievers over the Muslims, which is kufr. But the intention of Hatib was what? Was to somehow protect his family if when the Muslims invade, that is some type of protection for his family. This was his intention. Later, Ali bin Kathir, rahimahullah, he speaks about another ayah. La mu'minun al-kafirin mu'minin. Another verse which we did not mention. Let not the, the believers take the disbelievers as awliya over the, instead of the believers. Whoever does that will never be helped by Allah in any way. Whoever does that will never be helped by Allah in any way. Illa an minhum Except for who? If you indeed fear a danger from them. If you fear a danger for them. And Allah warns you against himself. So Kathir uses this ayah and he says, this is why Allah's messenger accepted the excuse of Hatib. Because he felt there was a danger on his family from the Quraysh. Understand? So what we learn is the difference between Tawalli and Muwalah. What Hatib fell into was Muwalah. He did this for the sake of the dunya to protect his family. But not as Tawalli to give victory over the, the Muslimun. But yet, this was something forbidden. Even for this companion who was a fighter in Badr. Because in this incident, Umar ibn Khattab said, Ya Rasulullah, let me chop off the head of this Munafiq. And the Prophet said to him, he is min Ahlil Badr. He fought in the battle of Badr. Perhaps Allah has forgiven his sins. But even he fell into this mistake. Radiallahu In another verse, Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضُ As for the disbelievers, they are guardians of one another. إِلَّا تَفْعَلُوهُ تَكُنْ فِتْنَةٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَسَادٌ كَبِيرٌ Unless you believers act likewise, there will be great oppression and corruption in the land. Faya subhanallah. This ayah is an extreme warning for the mu'minun. Allah, he tells us that they are allies to one another, the kuffar. Unless you act likewise, which means that if you do not shun them, if you do not have any bara' towards them, any enmity towards them, if you do not oppose them, then fitna will overcome you. Then confusion, shirk, and corruption will be rampant. The believers will become mixed with the disbelievers, resulting in tremendous widespread trials, corruption, and mischief between people. That's what Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, said about this ayah. If you do not shun the mushrikun, and offer your loyalties to the mu'minun. Fitna will overcome the people. Confusion, shirk, and corruption will be rampant. And the believers will become mixed with the disbelievers. Resulting in tremendous widespread trials, corruption, and mischief between the people. Is this not what has happened today? We've lost the aqeerah of walwa al-bara. 99% of Muslims don't even know what's al-wala wal-bara. They've never even heard of Al-Wala Wal-Bara. It's a part of Aqeedah that's been neglected completely for some reason. Wallahu musta'an. And today, 
Look at the facade that has spread amongst the Muslims. Even the Muslim countries are not spared. Those who live in non-Muslim countries, our fitna is even more severe. Look at the Shabab. Look at our youngsters. Look at what they're growing up with. Look at all the fitna that's out there online, especially. What they're watching on TV, on movies, on Netflix, especially. Every single thing has an agenda behind it. Every single thing is structured to break the aqeedah of the mu'min. Starting with al-wala wal-bara. Everybody's even. Everybody's the same. We have to tolerate every single thing. Whether it's LGBTQEF, whether it is kufr, shirk, no matter what it is, everything must be tolerated. We have ulama today who will say to say to the Christian, Merry Christmas. Shay, khair. Before, this was always haram. First 1400 years of Islam, haram. Then came, it's permissible. Then came, it's mustahab. Something good, recommended. Now you'll find a fatwa coming to say it's fard. How can you not? It's wajib. It's even a so-called doctor, doctor, PhD, says, if you don't, you'll be in Iblis with Jahannam. You'll be in Jahannam with Iblis. You'll be in Jahannam with Iblis. This is the type of aqeed that you get from today's so-called scholars. Because they've lost al-wala wal-bara completely. There's no allegiance for Allah and the Messenger anymore. Allegiance is for the dunya. Allegiance is for whatever relationship and connections we can get in this dunya. Wallahu al-musta'an. Aqulu hadha al-qawl wa astaghfirullah al-azim li walakum wa li walidayya wa li walidikum wa li sa'il al-muslimin min kulli dhamb fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. Alhamdulillah ala ihsanih wa shukru ala tawfiqihi wa amtinanih wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa sallam tasliman mazida ayyuhal muslimun Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says qad kanat lakum uswatun hasanatun fi ibrahim wa alladhina ma'ah إذ قالوا لقومهم إن براء منكم مما تعبدون من دون الله كفرنا بكم وبدأ بيننا وبينكم العداوة والبغضاء أبدا حتى تؤمنوا بالله وحده الله عز وجل tells us about إبراهيم الخليل خليل الله the best man who walked this earth after رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم and Allah tells us in إبراهيم you have the best example أسوة حسنة the best example, the best role model. And with those who were with him. Those who stood firm with him. When he stood against his own people, his father and so forth, his family, his own community. Allah says, in Ibrahim and those with him, you have the best example. And when they said to their people, Inna We cut ourselves off from you. We distance ourselves away from you and what you worship from besides Allah. We reject everything that you've done. And then, وَبَدَا بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةُ وَالْبَغْضَاءُ And between us and you is what? Adawa, enmity, وَالْبَغْضَاءُ And hatred. This is not a small issue. This is not something minor where we will still love and, and so forth. Between us and you will be enmity and hatred. Abadan, forever. It will not stop. Hatta tu'minu billahi wahdah. 
until one thing happens and you worship Allah alone. This is when our aqidah of bara becomes wala. Until you start worshipping and you believe in Allah alone. This is when we switch from bara to wala. Back to loving, back to connecting, back to having this allegiance and so forth for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. He didn't say until we come together and we can sit around, until we can, you know, unite on other issues, until we can watch sport together, until we can all get behind our team together. That's not what we unite on. We unite on Iman Billahi Azza wa Jal. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La'ana Allahu al-Yahuda wa nasara Allah has cursed the Jews and the Christians. Why? Why? Not because of what they, the way they dress, not because of the way they do business, not because of which team they support. Allah cursed them. Because they took the graves of the prophets as places of worship. Because they fell into shirk. That's why Allah has cursed them. This is the aqeedah of the Muslim. This is the belief of the Muslim. This is what we unite on. This is where we stand together on. It's not for the sake of this dunya. It will never be for the sake of the... When it becomes for the sake of this dunya, we will lose our honor. We will lose our strength and we will be the way we are today as weak. Ummah is weak because we've lost our aqeedah. Wallahu musta'an. Some people quote the verse... لا ينهاكم الله عن الذين لم يقاتلوكم في الدين ولم يخرجوكم من دياركم أن تبروهم وتقسطوا إليهم إن الله يحب المقسطين. Allah says that those who do not fight you and those who do not throw you out of your homes, Allah does not forbid you to be good unto them, to be kind unto them, and to be just unto them. For Allah loves those who are just. So they use this ayah and say, wish them Merry Christmas. You know, let them live. Be kind unto them. Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Hajar, the ulama of, uh, of Islam, they said, what does the ayah mean? Al-Bir, this issue of kindness. And as-sila, connecting, connecting with people. This does not mean at-tahabu wa-tawadul manhi'an. That you love and you you join with that which is forbidden. How can we wish someone out of kindness for something that we hate? I absolutely hate what you are doing, but enjoy your time. Everything what you are doing stands completely against me, what I stand for. But have a blessed day. Isn't this a form of nifaq? To say to a kafir, happy Diwali. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your day when you believe Allah's son was born. Have a blessed day. Yet it stands against every single thing that my belief is built upon. It's almost like hypocrisy to say, them, say to them, have a blessed day. Or it's hypocrisy in our hearts. Or it's hypocrisy in our belief. Whichever it is, may Allah rectify our fears. لا تجد قوما يؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر Look at all the ayat. Look how Allah has emphasized this throughout the Quran. Allah says, You will never find a people who truly believe in Allah in the last day, who love those who oppose Allah and the Messenger. You will never find a people 
who truly believe in Allah in the last day, who love those whom oppose Allah and the Messenger. Subhanallah. Does this mean that we become rude? That we become aggressive? That we start killing people and fighting people in the streets? Of course not. This doesn't mean that we are not cordial with people. That we don't show the best of akhlaq. That we don't show good treatment and kindness. But there's a limit. You can love something and hate something at the same time. You can love your medication that you have to take because it helps you. And you can hate taking it at the same time. And so many different examples. You can love someone. He's your father. But he's a disbeliever. You have a natural love towards him. But you hate him as well for his disbelief. Rasulullah loved Abu Talib. Ali loved his father. But they, they stopped. With the command of Allah stopped. They could not pray for him. The Prophet sallallahu he was allowed to go to his mother's grave, but he was not allowed to pray for her. He couldn't say, Allah maghfir laha warhamha. And he sobbed at a gravesite out of love for her. But he stopped with the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped him. And this is the way of the believer. And tashabbahu biqawmin fahuwa minhum. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, whoever resembles a people, then he's from those people. And he said, you will tread the same path as was trodden by those before you, inch by inch, step by step. So much so that you will enter the hole of the lizard. If they enter, you will enter. And this Sahaba said, who are you speaking about, Ya Rasulullah, the Jews and the Christians? And he said, who else? And this is what's going to come when we follow their footsteps. When we follow the way they follow. We imitate them. We start to live like them. And we water down our creed the way they water down their creed. We will lose our connection with our book the way they lost the connection with their book. Wallahu musta'an. So our call is simple. Let us come back to the book of Allah and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us study our aqeedah. And let us be honored and, and feel proud of it. We have to feel proud of our aqeedah. That this is what we believe. And we're not willing to water it down. Because there's nothing that's better and more honorable than this. There's nothing that's more valuable than this on the face of this dunya. So it's incumbent upon us to start to feel more proud of our deen. To feel more proud of our belief and our religion as a whole. محمد بن عبد الله فقد أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة وتابعين وتابع التابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين وأذل الكفر والكافرين وأذل البدع والمبتدعين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم وكن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وحفيظا اللهم وعليك بأعداء الدين فإنهم لا يعجزونك ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين 
وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أقيم الصلاة